The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on? What is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome. Welcome into the Overreaction Bills postgame show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast and Podcast Network. I am your host, the voice of the Overreaction postgame show. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me, as always, on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's officially Victory Sunday. Victory Sunday, Bills Mafia, and you are going to the divisional round of the playoffs. What a game. What a freaking football game. Joshua, Mother Truck, and Allen. That defense, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, that offensive line. Oh, it was just... It was... I don't even... Can we just pause for a moment? Can we, like, literally just take a moment? Can we just... Can we just breathe this in? Can we breathe this in just for a moment, Bills Mafia? (sighs) Inhale. Exhale. Welcome to everybody in the comments section. It's so good to have you. Sophia jumps in already and says, historic. And that it was. Sophia comes back with a Josh Allen QBR of, uh, I think it's passer rating, of 157.6. He was perfect. Perfect. But let's just take a moment. Take just a moment. Just, I want you to enjoy every single moment of this week, this game. I hope all of you recorded it and you can watch it back. Watch every highlight show. Listen to every every post-game show, listen to every media thing this week, listen to NFL Network, listen to ESPN, just take it all in. I haven't even gotten to my, I haven't gotten through my official open yet. and I've got a super chat from Peyton. Peyton, give me a second. Whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or just laying on the couch on Sunday, either before or after church, 
or watching me live right now on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, YouTube channel, Facebook, or Twitter, let me just say one more time before we get the show officially kicked off. Welcome. Welcome. Make sure whatever platform you're watching or tuning in on that you are going to like and subscribe it. We are Super Chat Live, which means that this is a podcast. This is a show, and I don't really get the greatest of opportunities to pay attention to the comment section. I love everybody that's in the comment section. Thank you so much for being here and being with me live. Uh, if you want to get my attention, if you've got a comment, if you've got a question for me, please do me a favor and Super Chat me. That's the glowing orange thing that looks like this. Uh, and literally all it does is it just breaks my attention away from my notes so that I can then respond to you. But Peyton has the first super chat. Peyton, thank you so much for being a part of the show. He says, hello. Yes. The friendly Bruce investigators would like to report a murder. <laughs> Hashtag wildest dreams land. What's the over under on new bills fans being born in September? I don't think they were being, Oh, I see what you're saying. Nine months later. Yes. The over under is probably a lot because there I've already seen one comment on Twitter that said that that uh, she had wanted to watch the end of a post-game show or watch a post-game show. However, the husband did not. He wanted to celebrate. So she was like, peace out. <laughs> I'm out of here. I have poured myself my celebratory cocktail. Hopefully you have too. I would cheers with you, but I've got nothing to ding it on. And I tried it on the microphone one time and it did not work. But let's do this. Let's get into this football game. Let's get into this show. Is this the return of Wildest Dreams Land? We, we kind of, I, I, I coined the phrase hashtag Wildest Dreams Land, which didn't really catch a whole lot of steam last season. And then I toyed with the idea of making some shirts and doing some stuff so that other people could kind of celebrate this concept with me of Wildest Dreams Land. And even though I went to college for marketing, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm not the best marketer. It's an energy thing for me. Um, and then this season happened and I shelved it. But after a historic football game like that one, you have to wonder if this is, in fact, the return of Wildest Dreams Land. Jason Humber comes in and says, best football football game I've ever seen in 30-plus years of watching, a Bill, watching as a Bills fan. Absolutely amazing. You know what, Jason? I'm probably right there with you. I watched the 51-3 Bills over the Raiders playoff game. This one was close. This one was close. The only reason that one may have been better was because the Raiders literally could do nothing all game, hence the the three score. But we are now officially, as I'm holding up my jersey, 5-0 and oh in the boho. 5-0 and oh in the boho. We got three mo to go. <laughs> the moho, the boho mojo is in fuego right now. 5-0 and oh in the boho. And that's probably enough rhyming for right now. I don't write songs anymore, and I'm not going to write a song about boho mojo where everything rhymes in O. Oh, just not going to do it. But that football game, when you think about the post-game comments or the post-game questions the last time, the Patriots were in Buffalo and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer were asked, are you embarrassed? You've got to wonder right now how embarrassed the Patriots are because that was an embarrassing, embarrassing performance. There is no other way to say it than that was legitimately an embarrassing performance, not only by that Patriots offense, but by that Patriots defense. At halftime, when the talent inside of CBS Studios is talking about how these guys didn't even show up to play, they're not, they didn't even show up today. 
And the funny thing is, is we sit in the opposite seat. How many, how many games did we as Bills fans, as Bills Mafia, witness our football team do that? And tonight was sweet revenge. Sweet, sweet revenge. Billy Stark, I see you got a super chat in there. Do me a favor. Um, oh, there it is right there. I was going to say, just post it and I'll read it. Billy Stark with the super chat comes and he says, no Viagra needed after this game, which is a great follow-up to Peyton's super chat. We got another super chat coming in from Daryl Moyer. Daryl, thank you for being a part of the show. I've listened to you for the last two seasons on Spotify. I figured I couldn't choose a better to or I couldn't choose a better time to catch you live. Well, first of all, Daryl, thank you so much for for not only finding me on Spotify, but also following me around because last year I was on Fanatics and then I made the jump to rumbling. So the fact that you've been and I think it was on my own for a little while in the middle of that where I had my own channel. So thank you so much for uh, for following me and, and constantly finding me. I appreciate that. You guys are super chat heavy at the top of the show. Like always, John DeFazio in with the super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. Can we just sit back and truly understand what the heck just happened? Wow, best offensive performance I've ever seen in the NFL period. Ever. Boston. He's got. He, he's trying to type the, the, the Boston <laughs> accent, which is clutch. Boston, how about them apples? So that's my best Boston accent for you. John, thank you for being a part of the show. Jason Humbert in with a super chat. The whole team was on Viagra tonight. <laughs> uh, Brooke with a super chat. Y'all are very welcome. Each game the Bills have won, I haven't watched the live. Brooke, stay away from the Buffalo Bills live. New England and their fans finally got a taste of their own medicine. If it if it continues to like build upon itself the way that we're going, Brooke, from the last couple of weeks to this week, there's nothing that's going to stop this team except for you. So please, Brooke, please, for the love of all of Bill's Mafia, stay away from the live football games. Stay away from the live football games. This was a football game that was billed as the second coldest games in, in Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills have ever played. But it will be remembered as the warmest zero-degree night football game in Buffalo history, there is absolutely no way that anybody that was in that stand wearing stand in those stands, wearing the red, white, and blue of the Buffalo bills. There was no member of bills mafia that was out in that weather in this football game. That was cold. This was one of those games that no matter how cold it got, you were going to be warm. There were many greats in the house for this football game. Bruce Smith was in the house. Obviously Jim Kelly. I'm sure Thurman Thomas was there. Daryl Talley was in the house. John Fina was in the house. Nate Geary, contributor for Buffalo Rumblings and radio guy for WGR 55, reported that Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the house with his boys sitting outside in the cold. And Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football was also in the house for this football game. A couple more Super Chats for you. JR with the Super Chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. How about no punts twice in a row against the Bill Belichick coached football team? So you're talking about when the Bills did it the first time, this is a great J- point, JR, and it's not in my notes. I have the no punts in my notes, but I don't have the, uh, what do I want to say, the the relevancy, the weight of it. So the first time the Buffalo Bills had a no punt game against Bill Belichick in New England a couple weeks ago, that was the first time in Bill Belichick's coaching career, 345 games or something like that, that a football team had not punted against one of his football teams. The Bills have just done it twice, back-to-back. And this one, dare I say, was worse. Worse. 
because the Bills didn't have to go for it on fourth down. What what was it? Four, five, six times. Amazing is the, is the appropriate word. My guy Brian Bowers. Brian, you are the man, and I appreciate you being a part of the show. Man, oh man, voice. The ass kicking we gave the Patriots team just made my 2022. That this year is is off to a great start. It it, it can, <laughs> I'm not saying it can only go down from here. It can absolutely go up from here, especially three weeks from now. But what a great start it was. I agree with you, bro. That's the team we've all been waiting to see game in and game out. And now they're firing all on all cylinders. AFC beware, not only AFC beware, NFL and oh, by the way, national media beware. Because let's be honest for a second, the national media doesn't, as much as the NFL is better when the Buffalo Bills are good, the national media doesn't like it. Action Jackson with the super chat. That was so cathartic. We're getting to the cathartic part now. <laughs> No, the game was too, I agree. The amazing graphic of the seven Bills drives and seven touchdowns was incredible. How do you stop Josh Allen? You can't. Brooke back with the Super Chat. Don't worry, she says. College has started, so she's got to focus on school instead of football. Well, I want you to watch the game after. Record it and watch it after. I don't want you to miss the game entirely. But yes, we appreciate we appreciate you taking one for the team. <laughs> taking one for all of us. Appreciate you. So many greats from the house, as I was just talking about. I'm going to be honest with you. It hurt my heart not being at this football game. And a lot of the reason that I was not at this game was because of this show. It's it's borderline impossible for me to get to the game and then to get my notes done and get home uh, in time to do a show. The, the, the Buccaneers game that I got to go to was a 415 or a 425 game. Even in that situation. And it would be going live at 9 p.m. So the game ends at whatever it was, 7.30, 7.45. Uh, me and the market dominator, John Spazcheck, actually got back to the hotel in a decent amount of time. I did my notes in the tr- in the truck. So I did my notes on the way back when we left the game. And I felt like that was one of my worst shows of the entire year because I just felt rushed. I didn't feel super comfortable. So being in this game was almost an impossibility for me unless there was just not going to be this show after the game. But it hurt my heart not being there. The fear of missing out, the FOMO that I felt in this foot for this football game. Not only the game, the the, the tailgate, not being able to, being at the tailgate with all the mafia family members that I've met this year, Kristen Kimmick and Leslie and Ashley Petty and Lord Alyssa was there. John Fina was out at the tailgate today. Matt was out there. I mean, every everybody was out there. That could Anthony was out there. Uh, from Poncho's Army, everybody everybody that I want to be around was out there at this football game, and I wanted to be there. My heart, my heart was heavy, super heavy for not being able to be at this football game and the tailgate primarily. So just know for all of you that were there that if you're, if you're listening to this, obviously not live, but later, I'm glad you were there. I'm glad you were loud. I'm glad you represented us well and showed the likes of Kyle Brandt, what Bill's mafia is all about, but know that even right now I'm thinking about you guys. I wish I could have been there with you. But as we shift back to this football game, it's only fitting that as a sort of rite of passage, right, that the Buffalo Bills had to put the Patriots firmly and finally behind them, and they have. And what's funny about that is I tweeted out before the game that I it was like 10 minutes before kickoff, and I just said, I need the Buffalo Bills to literally steal the soul of the Patriots in this football game, and my goodness, did they. From the very first possession of this football game, the Bills came out hot and looking, as I've already said from Super Chats, 
I agree with you guys, looking like the team we had always hoped that they were going to be this year, looking like the team that was hashtag wildest dreams land. They found themselves in this football game. And thank God, if I want to say, if I can say it this way, they didn't enter the playoffs and come out and try to be something they weren't. They came out on all cylinders firing every single weapon that they had, they used and boy, did they use them. Jessica Tennis with the Super Chat. This shows the Bills were unfocused a lot in 2021. Josh Allen has admitted as such, Jessica. He has admitted that uh, it was at halftime against the Patriots, or I'm sorry, against Tampa, that they realized, like, hey, this thing is slipping away. And they got more focused. And Jay Spence the King and I talked about it in on the Humpty Hotline. Why would it take up to that point? Why are you not coming out week one with the goal in mind? It just doesn't make sense. But the Patriots did come to play early. Whether by design or by what the Bills were giving them, they were letting Mac Jones cut the ball loose. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've got it in my notes later, but Mac Jones threw a lot of very good passes in this football game. He looked like a guy that could potentially be a rather decent quarterback in the NFL. Now, whether that was the scheme the Bills were playing and they were totally selling out to the run, which they were, or they were biting on some things, which they were, they were letting some guys run free, which they were. Jones found the open receiver and hit them with some nice targeted passes. It was a He played an okay football game, especially for what it was. Triggs him with the Super Chat. Allen deserves a Ric Flair montage. The OG. <laughs> it's true, he does. But you just can't eat. No, no matter, there was no stopping the Buffalo Bills in this football game. If I had to guess, with the way that Josh Allen came out hot in this game, Mac Jones could have been in the zone for whatever that means for Mac Jones, and Josh Allen still would have beat him. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of conversation, and, and I'm over and I'm tired of. Everybody talking about, well, Mac Jones as a rookie was is better than Josh Allen as a rookie, and Tua as a rookie is better than Josh Allen as a rookie, and this guy, excuse me, as a rookie is better than Josh Allen was a rookie. Can we just stop right now that rookie-to-rookie comparisons mean nothing? And the reality is, as far as rookie-to-rookie comparisons go, Josh Allen's floor is Mac Jones's ceiling. I'm going to say that again for those of you that didn't hear me. Mac Jones's floor, which means, or I'm sorry, Josh Allen's floor, which means the worst that Josh Allen is going to play consistently, not like having a bad off game. Josh Allen's floor, basically who Josh Allen is at his core as an NFL passer as a quarterback now is effectively the best game that you're going to get. It's the ceiling for, for, for Mac Jones and a lot of these guys. Josh Allen, when he's on fire, when he hits his ceiling, is unstoppable. And you saw that in this football game. Josh Allen was hot the whole game. He was 21 to 25. He only had to, the Buffalo Bills put up 47 points, and Josh Allen only had to throw, throw 25 passes. He was 21 of 25, 84% completion. Take that real Nick Wright. 308 yards for five touchdowns. He had 66 rushing yards, all of which, every single one of those rushing yards were huge in this football game. And a nice little fun point of note. Josh Allen had five touchdowns. Stick your hand out in front of you. Five. One, two, three, four, five. 
five touchdowns in this football game. He only had four incomplete passes. You want to talk about a ridiculous stat? When I saw that and I like it kind of clicked with me, I was like, wait a second. Josh Allen threw five p- touchdowns, five, and he only had four incomplete passes. The Buffalo Bills, Josh and Josh Allen, and that defense, they big boyed the Patriots this entire football game. Big boyed them. Big. There was a time after the Colts game when I on this show, Joe Marino on his show, a lot of people were accusing the Bills of being soft, being a little bit flawed. Being a situation, being in a situation where they fold like a chair if they're punched in the face a little bit, and we are seeing a much more physical Buffalo Bills football team in the trenches, in these games from the run game. The Buffalo Bills. I'm going to read that to you again. Big boyed the Patriots this entire football game, and as others have said, and I've read their super chats. Dare I say the Bills, this is the Bills team we expected all season, especially when I felt this year was going to be hashtag wildest dreams land, when we all felt that this was going to be the Buffalo Bills years, when the national media crowned the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champions before the season even started. Jessica Tennis back in with a super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show, Jessica. Dable was putting plays on film for Casey at the end. It's possible. <laughs> it's very, very, very possible. JR right behind her says, how about Tommy Doyle? I uh, tweeted out for John Fina that uh, Tommy Doyle doing his best John Fina impression, giving us a fat guy touchdown. You got to love the fat guy touchdowns. And if I'm going to dig, if I'm going if, if I'm going to cross the line a little bit, if I'm going to give the that wasn't necessary take of the the show or this football game, this is what it's going to be. So get your notepad ready. Get ready to tweet me or or tweet at me or quote my tweet, however it finds you. And if there's Patriots fans in here, I don't really care, but we'll see what happens. Jay Spencer King in the show, what we tell him, Joe. Love you, buddy. It's amazing what the New England Patriots look like when they don't have Tom Brady. <laughs> it was hysterical. The Patriots are coming out. They're getting the ball back at the sec- at the at the beginning of the second half. And Tariko and the color commentator, I forget his name off the top of my head. I'm sure somebody in the comment section knows who it was, says, Don't forget that this is the same team that was down 25 points at halftime versus the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Well, excuse me for a second, sir, but Tom Brady isn't coming through that door. He's not. And Kyle Brandt's tweet at halftime was amazing as well when he said, Bill's fans around me are curious as to what adjustments Bill Belichick is going to make. And Kyle Brandt said, unless they're trading for Josh Allen at halftime, this game is over. Over. So, What's amazing, and I'll say it again, is what the Patriots look like when they don't have Tom Brady. And part two, 1A. 1A is when you don't have Tom Brady. Part B, 1B, when they're not filming opposing teams' offensive practices. It's There's something to be said for, and I might do a breakdown of shows. I might do some research and do some shows on how many defensive 
for, former defensive New England Patriot players that were great. Fantastic. Awesome. The Kyle Van Noys of the world that went to other teams on free agent when their when their when their contracts were up and basically sucked. Because if we take DJ Williams' comments to heart, upon filming the opposing team's offensive practices, they were able to basically dissect and give these players on their defenses the entire game script and say, hey, if you see this formation, run to this hash mark and turn around, the ball's going to come right to you. And if you don't turn around, it's going to hit you in the back of the, the back of the head. And what we've seen from this Patriots organization is two things for sure. Number one, great players that they have jettisoned, like Kyle Van Noy, have gone on to other teams and not played well. Why is that? Why is it consistent that just about 100% of every former Bill Belichick defensive player that has moved on to another team suddenly isn't as good as they were with the Patriots? Was it because of the Patriot way? Were they only doing their 111th in New England? Did they only do their job in New England? Or was somebody giving them the tips for the opposing team's offense? Was somebody giving them the answers to the test before Sunday? And if you want to build on top of that, let's not forget for a second that the Patriots got caught. The NFL fined them heavily. Belichick got fined, and they lost draft picks, which means... They were guilty. We just found out that Josh McDaniels was doing it when he left the Patriots in Denver. And, oh, by the way, the Patriots also got caught filming the Bengals sideline two years ago from one of the suites in Cincinnati. Let's stop pretending that the Patriots may be cheaters. We're not really sure who's ever going to know. They are. The proof is there. It's absolutely 100% there. So it's amazing what this football team looks like without Tom Brady and when they're not filming the opposing team's offensive practices. It's amazing because they're not very good. It is what it is. Maybe Belichick isn't the genius that we thought he was. Maybe he's not. It's amazing what players will do for you and how hard they'll play and how much they'll love you if you give them the answers to the test early and you get W's and win championships. It's amazing. It is what it is. Andrew Solomon says, and the coaches, I think I said that. I may may not have said that. And the coaches, the coaches that have left Belichick and have gone on to suck for lack of it. There's no other way to say it. Every single NFL head coach that was a former Patriots coordinator or assistant has gotten fired badly for performing horribly, except for one which was Nick Saban, who left the Miami Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, mid-season for a college gig. I mean, how much more proof do you need? How much more proof do you need? I'll get off that horse. I'm sorry, off that soapbox. I'm sorry. But we should forever be able to put to bed the narrative that the Buffalo Bills cannot play in the cold and Josh Allen can't play in front of an excited home crowd that he gets too juiced up and sugar high Josh and all this stuff. Josh was cool as a cucumber in this football game. And there's something to be said for history when you're talking about 
the commentator, Mike, uh, uh, Ian Eagle said, I said Mike Tirico earlier. I think it's Ian Eagle. Ian Eagle said that this was the first game, first playoff game in the Super Bowl era. Think about this for a second, Bills Mafia. Think about this for a second. This is the first game in Super Bowl era. So we're talking about Brett Favre years. We're talking about Peyton Manning years. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills in the 90s, who were one of the most prolific offenses ever. We're talking about the 90s Dallas Cowboys with the triplets. The triplets. We're talking about the greatest show on turf. We're talking about the Patriots. This is the first time in the Super Bowl era that a team has scored touchdowns on every one of their first five drives in a playoff game. And not only did the Buffalo Bills do it five times, they extended it to seven. Where's my camera? Seven in this football game. The Buffalo Bills basically set a record tonight that'll never be beaten. For the first time in in the Super Bowl era, a football team in the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills, your and my Buffalo Bills scored on their first, scored touchdowns on their first seven drives in a playoff game. Un- Freaking believable. Unbelievable. Did you not hear the teams that I just mentioned to you since the Super Bowl era? And I didn't even say the Chiefs. <laughs> I didn't say the Chiefs and, you know, the the the, the quarterback that, that Patrick Mahomes is. So you've got the Chiefs. You've got the Cowboys in the 90s. You've got the Bills in the 90s. You've got, obviously, Joe Montana, the Steve Young teams, like all those amazing teams, Peyton Manning. John Elway, pick a football team, the greatest show on turf. None of them have done what the Bills did tonight against Bill Belichick and the number two defense in the NFL in zero-degree temperatures. Unbelievable. We're back We're back to the moment of can we just take a second? Can we just take a moment? Can we pause just for a moment and take it in? Can we can we truly fully absorb what happened in this football game? Can we do it? All that being said, I told you I was going to say this. Mac Jones threw some really good passes in this football game. However, I would finish it. This almost became this next little bullet point that I have almost was the story of this game for me. But it wasn't. It almost was. It seems like the face of this franchise, Isaiah McKenzie, is legitimately the Patriots kryptonite. And I'm at a point now where I want them to sign, re-sign Isaiah McKenzie tomorrow. (laughs) Isaiah, I know that you watch our shows. I know that you listen to us. I know a lot of Bills players do. If you can hear me, I want the Buffalo Bills to re-sign you for three years or four years tomorrow, Saturday, January 16th. I'm sorry, Sunday, January 16th. Today is Saturday. Was Saturday. Now it's Sunday. I'm getting confused because it's late. I want the Buffalo Bills to sign you, to re-sign you to a three- or four-year contract just for the Patriots games. What a football game that kid had. Two in a row that kid had. Two in a freaking row. Two in a row. The story of this football game turned out for me to be, I had to, I had to, this is where I ended up having to go with the story of the game. The Bills just simply outplayed, outmatched, outre- uh, out, uh, I have outreached, that isn't right, uh, out-executed 
uh, outcoached was the word that I had there, and I got autocorrected. Outplayed, outmatched, outcoached, and outexecuted the Patriots in every single facet of the football game. If they can play that way, and Pam just said it, Pam's in the chat. She just said, we can beat any team playing this way. If they can play that complete of a football game three more times, three, we're at another hold your fingers up in front of your face moment, three. If the Buffalo Bills can play that way in three more games, there is no one, no one that can stop this football game, or football team, rather. This offense is humming. This defense is number one for a reason, and they have an overwhelmingly new commitment to stopping the run. They're violent on tackles. They're violent at the line of scrimmage, both on offense and on defense. They've got a running back that has found his stride. They've got an offense. They've got an offense that is clicking, works, flows. There were people before this game that said if there's a if there's if there's a game or a team that is going to challenge who this offensive line has become, it's this one. Belichick is going to challenge him. He didn't. And we finally, in my opinion, put to bed this notion that somehow the Bills are a wide zone team. They are not. And it seems like the coaching staff, Brian Dable, has finally come to the conclusion and the realization we are not going to be a wide zone, at least with these five guys. We are not a wide zone running scheme. We are a pin and pull team. You saw the play. You saw the play where uh, Mitch Morse runs out to his right. He pulls and runs to his right. That's what that means, pin and pull. Mitch Morse pulls out to his right. Isaiah McKenzie's on his hip. He's got his hand on his hip. And Mitch Morse is running as fast as he can, and Isaiah's right behind him. Just just you, you. How many, if you're old like me, how many times did you see Thurman Thomas set up a block that way where he would just tuck behind his offensive linemen, whether it was John Fina, Glenn Parker, Jerry Ostrowski, any one of those guys, Kent Hull, he would just tuck behind his offensive lineman and he would run right behind him. Literally the same thing you saw Isaiah McKenzie do in that football game. This is a pin and pull offensive line. Guys like myself and Sterls for the girls, Sterling Furrow from Cover One, have been saying it for two years. Stop trying to be somebody you're not. And it seems like the Bills offensive coordinator has come to the realization and finally settled on the fact that, you know what? This is just who we are. Thank God. Brian Bowers doing the super chat. Love you, Brian. Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips has arrived and has put Star back on back on the bench. You say that, but Star had a really great sack where he basically gobbled up Mac Jones. Um, here's the thing, Harrison. This is where we need to. This is where we. So I'm going to finish this super chat. Amazing to see him. Hey, back to where he was before his ACL. Yes, he's coming on like he was. 19 before he tore his ACL against the Bengals. Buff, Bill's Mafia, Brian, all of us need to embrace this moment that we're in. The moment that we're in is this. We have Harrison Phillips coming on and becoming dominant, like becoming the player that we want him to be, becoming the second-round draft pick that the Bills drafted him to be. And at the very same time, We have Starla Tulele, who isn't going anywhere. And the reason he's not going anywhere is because the Bills have a ton of money invested on him or in him. It's going to hurt the Bills more to cut him loose in the next year or two than it is for them to keep him. They're going to keep him. We should be excited about that. Triggs back with another super chat. J.A. must have taken that special blue pill. (laughs) I'm not commenting on that one. And then Pam Madonna back into the room. Super chat. Who was a little nervous at the half? Uh, nervous, no. 
concerned, yes. Jay Spence, the king, said it. You know, I think after the third touchdown, he's like, keep, he told McDermott, keep your foot on their necks. Don't let them up. My concern was the same as Jay Spence's, that everybody else's was too, that somehow the Bills were going to come out and be like, well, we're just going to run the ball from here on out. Meanwhile, Josh Allen is chucking the ball 40 yards downfield for touchdowns. It's like, all right, we're going to do this thing. (laughs) Getting back to the story of the game, this defense is number one for a reason, like I said. And Devin Singletary has found himself behind an offensive line that is playing the scheme they should be playing, pin and pull. Before I get to the quarter-by-quarter stuff, Jessica Tennyson with another super chat. uh, Were some content creators... Been wanting to get rid of Knox for two years. Um, there's, It's funny that you say that. I don't know that content creators were wanting to get rid of Knox. It seems like Tremaine Edmonds was getting the brunt of all of the content. There were people, I'll say it this way, Jessica, before I read the rest of your Super Chat. There's content creators out there or people who claim to be content creators that have come after Tremaine Edmonds very hard this year for not living up to expectations that at the very same time gave gave Dawson Knox a pretty big pass. Were there some of us that were concerned? Yes, I was one of the ones that was very concerned about Dawson Knox uh, just coming into this season and, you know, is he going to be able to catch the ball? You know, Dawson in college didn't catch a lot of passes. He was a big athletic guy that was fast that blocked well. He's been that guy in, in the NFL for the most part. But finally, the catching is, catch, is catching up to him. Catching is catching up to him. That's funny. This offensive line has come together and are mean, she says. They punished the Pats. They absolutely 100% punished the Pats. Real quick, let's get into the quarter by quarter because I have no idea how many tweets I've got as far as how Bills Mafia feels. First quarter, the Buffalo Bills received the first. They get the ball first as they lost the toss. Diggs uh, had the first reception of the game, which was great to see. It was great to see them come out throwing. Then a long run by Allen that uh, Judon, Matthew Judon, seemed, seemed completely disinterested in tackling. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. As much as they said that Josh Allen juked him, Judon looked very much like, ah, I don't want to tackle that guy. Let him, I'm going to let him run by. Oh, there we go. Now I'm going to run after him. He just seemed disinterested. And then a big quarterback sweep to get the Bills inside the 20, or I'm sorry, inside the 10. Second and goal, I'm yelling. This is the best part, and I tweeted this. I'm yelling at Josh Allen. He 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 takes the snap at second and goal. He drops back. He's got the ball for a second and a half or two. Drifts to his right, and it, you can. This is the moment where you're like, it's deteriorating. It's deteriorating. And then he runs or drifts to his left, rather. Runs out to his left to his right. He's on the run a little bit. There's guys chasing him down, and I'm like, and I yell, just throw it away. And then finally, you see him just kind of flick the ball. And 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 when he flicks the ball. <laughs> when he flicks the ball, I'm like, oh, thank you. Right? That's what we all did. Like, oh, thank God. He, he threw it out the back of the end zone. Good job. That's what I, So I'm like, he, he flicks it out the back of the end zone. I'm like, good job. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Dawson Knox comes down with the football for a touchdown. And that the game was over right there. It was an incredible play. And I still, I'm not even sure Josh knows how it happened. Because Josh... You talk about feathering a pass in there, and you talk about just the touch that he put on that ball. He literally just flicked it over the top of the defender to the and made us all believe he was throwing it out of bounds, and Knox comes down with the football. It's like, what in the world just freaking happened? Seven-nothing Bills. Patriots' first possession. Kickoff to Olszewski. Tackled at the 13. 
Nice pass to Myers for a first down. And there was a third and 14, uh, for, and they got a big first down to, uh, to, to Henry. After that, it was third and 10, and a huge run by Mac Jones for the first down. Jones throws a pick. Finally, we watched that pick. Uh, we were on that pick uh, by Micah Hyde several times. It was unbelievable. Just the way that he flashed through the screen and kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I think Jordan Poyer came in after in his post-game press conference and said that he's never seen a play like that. It was an incredible Incredible interception. It was almost like I played shortstop in baseball and softball. And there's times when the ball's popped up over you and it's popped kind of in that intermediate area, area between shortstop and left field. And what you have to do as a shortstop is you have to turn or second baseman can happen to them too. You turn and run away from the football and then you look back for it over your head and, and like try to find it as it catches you in the breadbasket running away from home base. And it was very much what Micah Hyde did. It was an incredible play. Bill's second possession from the 20. Knox for 28 yards. There was a great couple other plays in there, capped off by a gorgeous pass to Dawson Knox on a post with Phillips draped, uh, the defender Phillips draped all over him. 14-0 Bills. And you just got the feeling at this point that this game was going to go our way. Patriots get the ball back at their own 25. Four-yard run with Damian Harris. End of the first quarter, 14-0 Bills. Got a super ch- couple super chats to get to you. Get to you here real quick. The Marathon YT with a super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. That Micah Hyde pick, which I just referenced, was the play of the game in my mind. Pats had a good drive going until that moment. What an all-pro jaw-dropping play. It was unbelievable, as I just referenced. Triggs back in said, Allen said, oh, crap, he didn't mean to do that. Oh, the <laughs> I'm guessing I didn't catch the postgame presser, so if Triggs caught the postgame presser, I'm guessing that's what he's talking about. So that's funny. If, if Allen didn't mean, if he was meaning to throw it out and Dawson went up and snagged it out of the air, plucked it out of the air, that just makes that touchdown even better. Second quarter. Second quarter. Patriots go three and out. They punt. Buffalo Bills ball at the 19. Another solid drive aided by a catch by Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Gabriel Davis. Some hard running and Devin Single, uh, hard running by Devin Singletary and a 15 yard face mask. Put the Bills at the Patriots 17 inside the red zone. Devin just looks different on these runs is, is my note that I've got here. He just he just looks – Spence and I were, were texting back and forth about it. He just looks like the game has not only slowed down, he looks more decisive. He looks like his vision is better. The offensive line – it just looks like all of a sudden the puzzle pieces fit, if that makes sense. It just makes sense. A second, down, a second down run by Devin Singletary, touchdown. And then we got the blocked point after attempt, 20 to nothing Buffalo. Pat's third possession from the 21. Pass interference on uh, uh, Levi Wallace on the third down. They get, they get a first down off of that. And second down, second and seven, I should say. Star swallows up Jones for a sack, which we talked about. And then a delay, a game penalty right after that. Third and 20, the Pats to Bolden for 12, punt. Patriots punt to the Bills. Bills fourth possession and... Their drive starts at the at their own 11. It was that little flare pass or, or flare to McKenzie, and he tiptoes the sideline for 19. The, the kid just Isaiah McKenzie, for some reason, if we could play the if we could play the Patriots every single game, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie would be the best wide receiver in the NFL, best gadget player in the NFL. Then Allen runs to his left and jukes a pass defender pretty much out of his socks, broke the dude's ankles for nine yards. And Singletary rips off a 16-yard yard run, a beautiful touchdown run to send the Patriots to the bus. At that point, the route is on. The route is on. It's 27 to nothing. 
this game is pretty much over at that point. Of course, they still have to play it, and it's great to sit there in this moment as a Bills fan. Patriots' fourth possession at their own 25, under two minutes to go. The Patriots driving. Jones does a fake spike. This was amazing. I laughed out loud. <laughs> in the middle of this two-minute drive, they, they get a first down, and or I think they... I think they ran a play and it was set. I think he spiked it already. And he like went up to pretend to spike it. And then Jerry Hughes wasn't fooled at all. And like totally just sacked the crap out of him. It was unbelievable. 30 seconds left in the half fourth and five. And, and Jones had a phenomenal pass to Jacoby Myers in the back corner of the end zone. It was great. 44 yard field goal attempt. Good. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm fourth down. He got a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of two different plays. Fourth down, it was fourth and five. He had a great pass to Jacoby Myers, and they ended up kicking a 44-yard field goal that was good, 27-3, after uh, McDermott tried to uh, tried to ice him. The play I'm thinking about is actually comes later that, that Hyde released him, and he was wide open in the corner of the end zone. Sorry about that. My bad. Third quarter, pass possession. They get their, they get, they get the, uh, the ball first at the 24. They put a nice little drive together. And then the tip drill, and uh, Levi Wallace comes down with the football. Bills get their first possession of the half at the 47 at their own 47. After a few plays, including a great jet sweep by 19 and 60, the one I was talking about earlier, where McKenzie was holding on to uh, Mitch Morse's hip. And then they got an offensive pass interference, backed him up. Uh, it was That was actually on Dawson Knox. Allen goes up top to Sanders, 34 yards in the corner of the end zone on a first and 20 play for another touchdown that pat, uh, point after attempt was also missed it's i think that one was blocked too they didn't talk about it but it seemed like the way the ball traveled clearly you know you talk i had people texting me i've people texting me at this point like what is going on with the kicking game you know those balls are hard it's they're frozen uh the holders are clearly probably having trouble with them because they're cold they're standing on the sideline doing nothing matt hawk and then they're also trying to kick him a little bit flatter to get the, to get them to fly right so it's understandable at my at this point. So Tyler Bass, it's understandable he's going to struggle a little bit. But uh, the point ever point after attempt was missed. Thirty three to three Bills. Bass second possession of the second half. Twenty they get the ball to 20, 25 yard line. It was a beautiful catch by and run by Kendrick Bourne. Beautiful catch and run by Kendrick Bourne. He basically split the defenders. It was incredible. Then a perfectly timed reverse that caught the Bills off guard. They got the they've got the ball at the Bills fourteen. Another first down. First and goal from the Bills four. And this is the play I was talking about earlier. And then fourth and goal from the uh, fourth and goal from from the four. Jones hits Bourne for the TD in the corner of the end zone. Hyde let him go, and he knew it. He was kind of upset with himself. 33, 33 to ten, Buffalo Bills. My mouth's getting dry. Bills second possession for the second half from their own twenty-three. After a great catch by Beasley and a great run by Isaiah McKenzie, the Bills close out the third quarter, thirty-three to ten, and driving fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, Bill's ball at the pass 33, pitch out to Devin Singletary with all the shakes. Basically just, the dude's got moves. He, he can make, we've talked about Devin Singletary being able to make guys miss in a phone booth. It's incredible. Gains six yards and gets first down. And then after uh, Josh Allen runs for 19, he rips a ball to, to Gabriel, or I'm sorry, from the 19 rather, Josh Allen rips a ball to Gabe Davis for the touchdown. Point after attempt, good, 40 to 10. It was just it was just sweetness from here on out. Patriots ball at the 24 after a boogie back, uh, bash of sack. The Pats punt. Micah picks it up and run. <laughs> and, 
He picks it up at the nine-yard line, which he did last week a lot. He picked it up off the bounce. He did it again in this football game, which you, which you think the, the Patriots would be ready for. Picks it up at the nine, and he returns it to the Patriots 40. Incredible. Bill's fourth possession in the game. Allen uncorks another one to Dawson Knox. Almost scores. He down at the one. And I thought he, man, I thought for sure he was going to I was in disbelief at this point. Disbelief. Where was this aggressive offense in the first eight games of the season? Where was this offense against the Steelers? And some of the other games that they lost. Then after a Devin Singletary stuff on first down, Allen throws it to the fat guy. He throws it to Tommy Doyle. 47-10, Bills. Eight minutes left in the game, and that would prove to be the last touchdown of the game for the Buffalo Bills. Real quick, the stats in this football game. We've got Josh Allen. I already told you those 20, 21 to 25 for 308 and five touchdowns. Devin Singletary, 16 of 16 carries for 81 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 5.1 a carry. Incredible. Only running back to carry the football game or to carry the football in this game. Only running back. Josh Allen was six for 66 yards for 11 yards per carry. McKenzie, three for 29, 9.7. They've got to continue to, to, to keep Isaiah McKenzie busy in this offense, in my opinion. Oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Zach Moss did carry the ball once. I did not. I don't even remember seeing it. Receiving Dawson Knox led the way. Five receptions for 89 yards, two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, three for 60. Isaiah McKenzie, three for 45. Gabriel Davis, two for 41. Sanders for three, uh, two for 36 with a touchdown. Beasley, one for 19. Big catch by Beasley. Singletary for three for th- three for 13. The Patriots numbers weren't as good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mac Jones was 24-38, <clears throat> which isn't great. It's not bad. It's not great. 232, two touchdowns, two interceptions. The Bills held the uh, the Patriots, if I'm looking at the overall stats, rushing yards, they held them to 100, uh, I'm sorry, 89 yards, which I was the guy that came out on Tuesday or Wednesday and thought for sure that they were just going to run the ball. I thought the Patriots would have between 200 and 250 yards rushing. When you look at the total stats, the Bills had 482 yards passing, or I'm sorry, total yards, to the Patriots, 305. The passing yards, Bills, 308. Patriots, 216. Rushing yards, 174 for the Bills. 89 for the Patriots. Yards per play. Yards per play for the Buffalo Bills against the number two defense in the NFL, 8.9. 29 first downs, 6 of 7 on third down. They didn't have to go for it on fourth down one time. I addressed that earlier. 54 total plays, 31 minutes of total possession. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable football game. Before I read your guys' tweets, I want to talk real quick about the Market Dominator and the Market Dominator team. The Market Dominator is my guy, John Spascheck. He is a real estate agent with Keller Williams, the largest real estate brokerage in the entire world. And John runs the Market Dominator team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, especially in this market right now, as crazy as it is, if you've looked around, you know what I'm talking about. And if you own a home, you probably looked at Zillow and went, wait a second, my house is worth what? And then you could probably consider it about upgrading. Well, if you're looking to upgrade, if you're looking to move, whatever the reason is, life transition, taking a different job, all the reasons. If you've got a reason to move, if you've got a reason to buy first home, second home, third home, even if it's a vacation home on a lake somewhere like Lime Lake in Cattaraugus County where I grew up. If you're looking to sell home, you want to call John and his team. 
They consider themselves life transition specialists and they are experts. They're going to go through every single house that you're looking to buy. They're going to work through the foundation. They're going to work through the appliances. They're going to work through the plumbing. They're going to work through everything that you want to see. All the stuff that you that, that you don't know about when it comes to home and like buying an, a, a new home, they're going to be able to identify that stuff for you. So you want, you want to call them if you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to sell a house, you want to maximize its value, especially in this market. John and his team are experts. Call John at 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. John will actually answer that phone. That's his cell phone. His I just gave you somebody's personal cell phone <laughs> on this podcast. John Spascheck, 716-570-3298. You can also reach him on Twitter. John is Bill's Mafia. His handle is Amazon Mary Dominator 716. Amazon Mary Dominator 716. All that is left to do is read the tweets. The official reading of the tweets. And the tweet that I put out uh, just after this football game was this. The Buffalo Bills crushed the souls of the Patriots 47-17 in the first round of the playoffs. How are you feeling, Bills Mafia? Let me know when I'm reading your tweets live on the show at midnight. And here we are. First one in my guy, Richard Rush, at Richard R. Rush 2. I'm almost speechless. It's a good thing for the past that Alan can't play in the cold. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Love you all, Mafia family. Hashtag Boho Mojo. Hashtag Go Bills. Love it. Megs, at foul underscore Megs. Thanks for being a part of the show. There was a New England fan that told me we were going to lose bad to Brady 2.0, meaning McCorkle. Told them I couldn't wait for the Bills to put their foot uh, put their foot on the neck and crush them into frozen ground. Don't think I'll sleep for a week. Entire team played light played lights out. Give Josh Allen seventeen the keys to the city. Hashtag wildest dreams land. The, the interesting thing about the keys to the city is does jo- does the city have to ask for the keys back from Terrell Owens or Terrell Owens, <laughs> Terrell Davis, Terrell Owens? Do they have to ask for the keys back from from Terrell from Terrell Owens? I think I missed two super chats. Maybe not. Did I miss a couple Super Chats? I did. Yep, I did. So Marathon YT says, uh, it comes with a Super Chat. I apologize, Marathon, my bad. That Micah Hyde pick, which you actually tweeted that or, or sent that in just as I was talking about it, was to play the game of my mind. Pats have a good drive going until that moment. What an all-pro job. No, I, ta- I read that. I did read that. I'm getting confused because I've seen, I've got one coming in from Jessica, but it hasn't shown up yet. So in two seconds. So yeah, Jessica, I see your super chat. It just hasn't come through to uh, the platform here. So as soon as it comes through, so I got twisted up there a little bit. Sorry about that, everybody. Bills for life at Marshall 78K. I'm living the dream, LFG. I've waited a long time for this. Damn, that felt good. Go, go Bills. I don't know what's going on. It will not populate that super chat for me. So Jessica says, and I don't know why it's not coming. She's got a super chat that says, Joe, the ball that Hyde returned hit our player. But for some reason, it is not populating in my super chat feed. So Jessica, I apologize. If it populates, I will read it again. So I apologize to everybody for the technical difficulty. I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah. Hopefully it'll show up here momentarily. Um, Gene uh, McGuire at McGuire 52 says, I'm feeling dot, 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 vindicated. NYP in the 716. This is uh, my girl, Tia Stell. 
Joe, the mac and cheese is officially done. What a game. Josh throws tonight, or Josh's throws tonight were amazing. I'm so happy for the coaches. Let's go, Micah Hyde. What? JD at JD77742869. I don't want this night to end. Feels uh, so good. Feels so good. What makes me equally as happy about this team winning is the Patriots losing and their fans feeling what we felt for 20 years. That's <laughs> so good. Ethan A. Tweedy at Tweedy underscore A. What a dominant performance, Joe. Sent the Patriots packing. Tomorrow night, we will find out if we play the Bengals at home or in Kansas City. Let's go, Bills. Hashtag Boho Mojo. I don't know what's going on with my feed, but for some reason, I am not getting comments populating any longer. So I apologize to everybody, but we'll see what happens. I don't even know when the last one was. Daniel at, uh, hey, it's your boy, B-O-I-I. That version of the Buffalo Bills can't be defeated. You're not wrong, Daniel. C-Dub at ChrisWells73. The game we've been waiting for uh, at least, or at the absolute right time. Well, the absolute right time would be the Super Bowl. But yes, I'll take it here as well. Go Bills, he says. And he has suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Pamela at Pamadonna, my girl, on point the entire game. No lulls, just killing it. We've arrived just in time. Fist bumps. Love it. Bills Fan UK at Bills Fan UK says, Wildest Dreams Land Joe, hashtag Bills Mafia. My guy Peyton at Peyton. Grateful what we have uh, uh grateful that we have an elite front office coach and QB for the first time since I was a child. I would agree with you hundred percent. M Robs at M Robs86. Pretty effing good. Viagra for everybody. Everybody gets Viagra, even the girls. I don't know about that, bro. Jake B at Jake Bordicello. The demons of 20 years of humiliation were exercised tonight. Probably the best Bills game. I've ever watched. And then he says, he's got a follow-up. He says, I forgot. Hashtag wildest dreams land. Apparently that hashtag is caught. I'm better than I thought. <laughs> Steve at Steve Westerhout. Hashtag wild, uh, wildest dreams land. Onto the, onto the divisional round. Right there with you, dude. Phil Miller at Hawkman8260. Feeling pretty pumped. The Bills we watched can stick with any team in the playoffs this year. I'm excited to see where, we, where they go. Hashtag wildest dreams land. Bills Media 716 at Bills Media 716. Boho Mojo, baby. Best game of Valen's career and the biggest statement game possible. One down, three to go. Man, do I love this football team. Hey, Kendrick Bourne, how's that song go? You can't stop the rain when it starts to fall. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. And the last tweet that I got for you for this show, Alan the Akbar 17 at Alan Akbar 17. What a night. First, Joe Miller wired and John Fita liked my tweets. <laughs> and then we put the hurt on Bill Belichick and the Pats. I will savor this tonight, but soon the work begins toward our next win. Great job on all sides of the ball. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Hashtag Go Bills. I apologize to everybody for some reason. I don't know if anybody else has super chatted. I would probably tell you at this point, don't super chat me because they're not coming through. I'm going to throw a test in here real quick. I don't know what is going on and see if it populates. Lost my connection. It seems to be going out, but for some reason, they're not coming in. Very strange. Yep, they're going out. Yep. So the last one I got was, uh, it looks like 12 minutes ago. The last super chat that I got was 12 minutes ago. I'm sorry, the last comment that I got was 12 minutes ago. So the only one that I missed was Jessica. The only one that I missed was Jessica Tennis's, and I said it that, that Joe the ball, Hyde return hit our player. 
Yep. I see that one. So, yep. So cool. So I haven't missed anything, which is the most important thing. I hate it when I miss super chats from people because obviously you guys are putting those in there and you're paying a couple bucks to get my attention. So missing them makes me feel bad. So I apologize to everybody if you're trying to get my attention through the comments section. So that's actually literally why I keep a YouTube window open. So I've got the uh, the uh, software open to to do the to show the the production software, and then I always keep a YouTube window open just so I can see what's kind of going on. Because if I was going by that, the last comment that I literally have is from twelve forty two. Richard Rush, <laughs> and I'm not going to say it, but this is the last comment. Apparently, Richard Rush had the comment to end all comments. For those of you that can't that aren't that aren't tuned in live with me right now, Richard Rush's comment says, "Don't forget that a." A feminine toy was thrown on the football field with a laugh out loud emoji. That's the last comment that I received on this, on the mainframe for the production streaming equipment that we use as far as the software. So congratulations, Richard Rush for breaking everything. You broke the entire show. (laughs) That's all I got guys. Just savor this win. What a win. What an incredible football game. Seven drives, seven touchdowns against Bill Belichick and the vaunted New England Patriots that bullied us and beat us down for 20 years. Unbelievable. Unfreaking. Joshua, Mother Truck, and Allen, that defense, Devin Singletary, what a game. Enjoy this. Enjoy every single minute of this W. Enjoy. Just soak it in and enjoy it, like I said at the top of the show. Enjoy it. What do we got coming up for you? So there is going to be, so it's it's officially Sunday, but this live show is technically Saturday night. There's going to be a special overreaction podcast tomorrow night, Sunday night at 9 p.m. So I will be right back here with you tomorrow night, 9 p.m. So if you're not doing anything, join me at 9 o'clock. Monday is the Off Tackle with John Fina show with myself and John Fina at 9 o'clock. We'll be breaking down the show, and John is actually in Buffalo right now. I'm sure he's back. He's either at his hotel room or he's out partying it up. If I had to guess, knowing John Fina, he's out partying it up somewhere with somebody. That dude is a social butterfly. And then uh, Tuesday is the uh, Code of Conduct with Jay Spence the King at 9 o'clock. Wednesday, the Hump Day Hotline with myself and Jay Spence the King at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, Food for Thought, Friday, Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan, 9 o'clock. But I want to thank everybody for joining me. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Thank you for so much for the Super Chats. The Buffalo Bills, man, on to the, the divisional round of the playoffs in convincing historical fashion. Convincing historical fashion as I pound the table, convincing historical fashion against Bill Belichick. Man, you have been tuned into the overreaction postgame show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo rumblings, vidcast and podcast network. I am your host, the voice of the overreaction postgame show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Make sure before you leave, you jump on that like button. So that little thumbs up button, jump on it. Like it. Subscribe. Hit the little bell so you can get all the notifications about when we're going live on this this here uh, station. But it is re- the return of hashtag wildest dreams land for sure, as everybody's saying. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys hanging with me. 
do the best you can to get some sleep tonight, Bills Mafia, and wake up feeling like a million bucks. Let's go. Love you guys. Go Bills.